1: yeah good morning everybody that's right today is wednesday may 24th today is world schizophrenia day because of course everyone has schizophrenia when joe biden is the president it's also national scavenger hunt day it's national brothers day aviation our Aviation Maintenance Technician Day, we got to give a big shout-out to them because we all want to make sure we're landing safely when or even taking off. It's also National Yucatan Shrimp Day, so we know what Gretchen's going to cook up. And it's National Wyoming Day and Emergency Medical Services for Children Day. So shout-out to St. Jude and all the other people that help out with children that have serious things that they need medical attention for. It's also National Escargot Day because... Government is moving at a snail's pace when it comes to legalizing cannabis on a federal level. But thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we live at on the Internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand if you have a brief comment on the story most recently presented. But coming up first, we have the dope dad himself. That's right, it's Rico Lemite, the Quasimodo caretaker, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, a.k.a. whatever those weirdo Star Wars kids want to try to name him, but it really is baby, 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 baby. That's right, is the dope dad himself, Rico Lamit. Weirdo,
2: weirdo star, star Wars kids, huh? Yeah, a little
1: projection going on Any, there. Anyone just, that doesn't call know. him Baby Yoda is just weird.
2: Yeah, they have A little uh, suppressed trauma going on there, man. Let's talk about it, man.
1: It's just Baby Yoda and a friend.
2: Today I want to talk about um, cruise ships. A most efficient, the most efficient and cost-effective way to catch and spread infectious diseases from multiple countries before bringing them home to your own friends and family in less than two weeks the increasingly rapid changes in international cannabis legalization and decriminalization laws have dumped a lot of unprecedented pressure on the travel industry laws differing from country to country state to state municipality to municipality leave travelers confused as to what they can and cannot do when and where regardless of if they're looking to consume for medical purposes or just to kick back. Uh, we all know what happened to Brittany Griner trying to get into Russia with a vape pen, but confusing TSA statements here in America make it hard for folks to understand whether it's okay or not to load up their carry-ons with, uh, for commercial flight with the most effective travel anxiety meds available or not. Reality is a traveler might have a product in their possession purchased legally in one place, and that can get them into trouble or even arrested in another. For the article, cruise lines have also been swept into the problem, but Carnival Cruise Lines, MSC, Royal, uh, Royal Caribbean and other major operators sailing from U.S. ban cannabis consumption on board because the cruise lines follow federal law, even though their ships are not flagged in the U.S. So you can't smoke on Carnival Royal caribbean norwegian or any other cruise line sailing from u.s ports which shouldn't be that big of a surprise because anyone who's been on a cruise anytime recently knows that they don't even let you bring your own liquor on board though it's easy to sneak it on if you really want to and apparently just like liquor a lot of people do the same with cannabis but carnival is fed up in an interview with the Street Carnival brand ambassador, John Heald shared how his company handles people who attempt to bring weed on the, on its cruise ships. While the cruise lines have banned consumption and um, there are stories shared on social media of people getting kicked off for smoking, enforcement seems spotty. If you walk around the pool deck smoking area after dark, it's not uncommon to smell the aromas associated with cannabis. Heald made, uh, made it clear that Carnival takes some steps to enforce its rules, including one that may surprise you is what he said. As for the drug detection dogs, yes, they have drug detection dogs on Carnival cruise ships now. Uh, Will, let me say that they have, along with our no tolerance rules and enforcement, made a massive difference to the problem of thinking it it is legal and allowed to use marijuana on their cruise. It isn't. (laughs) He posted this on his Facebook page. People have seen those dogs in the cruise terminal. And uh, while it's unclear if they're looking for edibles or any other forms of cannabis, uh, they are very clearly looking for smokables. Um, Heald also shared that dogs are not only used when the ships are in port. Uh, these uber-intelligent and highly-trained dogs are used at embark, embarkation, and occasionally not every cruise on every ship will sail as well with their handlers. Some of Hill's followers responded uh, to his comments on drug-sniffing dogs, is what one of them said. They really need more drug dogs when we're getting back on the ship because people pick up the drugs at ports, and that is when I smell marijuana on the balconies, said Janet Buckingham Stoda on Hill's page. Uh, Cruise passengers are not allowed to smoke anything on their balconies, um, but the rule is widely broken. I'm actually allergic to marijuana and greatly appreciate it if the dogs, if the drug dogs can keep my neighbor from smoking it on the balcony right next to us. Another, another follower said. So passengers caught with cannabis on board are generally kicked off the ship at the next port. So uh, my question to everybody is, are you guys still on cruise ships? (laughs) Let alone smoking. (laughs) <laughs> like on
0: the
2: street, me meet Dope's dad on the street, and I do not endorse hopping on any carnival cruises. Um, but hey, maybe it will get uh, um, some employment for these drug dogs from the cops that are
1: getting laid off and euthanized left and right.
2: Regal meet Dope's dad on the street.
1: Hi, at Nine News. I, I see what you did there, right at the end there, Rico, with that <laughs> the dog thing. Yeah. Dog for dogs. Um-
3: First of all, cannabis being illegal on cruise ships is not new. Um, it's interesting that they're picking such a strong level of enforcement at this point in time, okay. but it's kind of always existed. Um, and you're just not allowed to take cannabis across, you know, nation lines and into oh. international waters. It's not supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, you you are governed by the Coast Guard and all of the other different... Uh, maritime uh, agencies in regards to once you once you get about 10 miles off of the coast. Um, But I do find it funny because I know I've smoked a number of times on Carnival Cruise Lines, and it's always been a very well-known thing that at nighttime you walk over to the bow of the boat and your boat is moving at a fast enough speed that the smoke is just going to exit off of the ship. Well, not anymore, Jason. They're cracking
2: down.
3: Vape pens, everybody. Edibles, shirts <laughs> I mean, I mean, tablets, what, what, what? capsules. What happens when these
1: people are telling them that they uh, that, that that they're smoking hemp? I mean, mm. doesn't
3: everybody say that?
1: I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that's what I would tell them if I was on a cruise a lot station. of
3: tests right there on the spot and yeah. grab your flower they don't, they don't and have run a test. a test. They don't have
1: a test for that. They have no <laughs> test for that. That is total fake news right They do there. have mm-hmm. a
3: test for potency for sure. You can tell. Yeah, yeah potency. All, that, that takes
1: about 72 hours. And by that time, you already be done with your cruise.
3: Right, exactly.
4: Hey, you know what I'm curious about, guys, is what does it mean to be allergic to, to pot? That um, lady was so full of shit, oh, I'm allergic to it. What, what, is, what does that mean? Oh, it I makes you what? Have an orgasm? You shit your pants? What does it make you I, do? i, I, I have I'm allergic
0: to bullshit.
1: I, I have, <laughs> people that are actually are allergic to, 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 to cannabis, but they do not have an allergic reaction from smoking it. They have allergic reaction from actually touching it when it's like fresh. Mm-hmm. When it's fresh, like they'll get, like Mm -hmm. if you if they were to trim trim fresh buds, they would they would develop a rash or hives even, and that is an allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. So there are some people that are allergic to cannabis, but as far as being allergic to the smoke of cannabis, I'm calling BS on that.
4: Balona, sounds like a DEA agent to me. They they believe that kind of crap. One of them testified in my trial when they picked me up, I smelled like weed, so they were afraid they were going to get high having me in the car with them.
3: Oh my God, you gotta be
4: kidding. <laughs> uh, Tony Sarah about chips, he's laughing so hard at that oh, knuckle.
3: That's pretty epic. That's, funny. that's, that's a good
2: one. G- Gretchen, what do, you, what do you think about this? Are you, are you going on any cruises anytime soon uh, headed out the DC docks or the Chesapeake Bay?
5: Oh, well, we don't have any cruise lines that come out of Washington um none at all no where where's there gonna no, be a that. boat in dc the closest you can get on a cruise Just ship right. is uh baltimore is the closest you can do it yep um That's not i have cruised car. i greatly enjoyed cruising it was a wonderful getaway you however that was like 20 it's years cruising. ago i was on a cruise line um i could see how this would become more of a problem with more of uh like puerto rico coming online uh because that is oh, yeah. a popular destination I'm sure J- Jamaica is also uh, up there and where people are getting things. And people think that it's legal now in those countries and those places and uh, that Commonwealth. And so they're like, all right, well, then I can smoke it. Well, people need education that know it is still illegal on the cruise lines. I'm sure that's where it's coming from if they're saying is there a more proliferation uh, because now it's being more openly sold uh, illegally. Think- and I know in Puerto Rico, you can get like a daily... Medical patient pass to purchase cannabis down there. So it doesn't all, all surprise flour,
1: me. All the flour though, when you purchase it in Puerto Rico, is not meant yeah. to actually be smoked. They specifically tell you it's yeah. only for yeah. vaporization. Yeah. Um, so that is one other thing that we should throw in the comment when we're talking about Puerto Rico. But I do remember um, that these bathrooms in your in your in your whatever your little stalls where you're supposed to sleep in in the ship, your stateroom. Well, yeah, your stateroom. You're yeah. very very small.
5: You're Stall. But
1: the, the bathrooms, the bathrooms are very, very, very well equipped. And I remember a number of people. um We were on a cruise, and we were just blowing, smoking in our rooms, and blowing smoke down the toilet, and just flushing it, and it would just suck the air right out of, suck all the smoke right out of the room.
5: How often do you cruise, Jason? You seem yeah. to have this down to a science.
1: I do. Well, wow. first of all, I'm an expert. In this, okay. I'm an yeah. expert in, in the yeah. smoke there's order. an
3: art the to hiding smoke. Yeah, smell.
1: exactly There's a very, very good art to this. I'm a, I'm a master at this. As a matter of fact, I may just start a YouTube uh, class on this just to help the general public know how to navigate the best ways to smoke in places where you're not supposed to be able to smoke. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Waters. I love yeah. it. Nowhere to smoke tip sheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> tip i mean gretchen you don't have to worry about it because you don't really smoke
5: i don't smoke no
1: yeah see
5: not a problem for me
1: just sip the tea
5: yep
2: <laughs> <laughs> Will they um well can drug dogs like sniff cannabis
1: in edibles too so it's all about those terpenes, bro, because that's what yeah. dogs, those dogs are smelling—is the actual terpenes in cannabis. Mm-hmm. They're trained to smell. I think it's four different terpenes that are very prolific in the cannabis flower plant, um, which would also be the same terpenes in the hemp varietals of cannabis plants as well. Fun fact, fun fact for you guys: terpenes are the same regardless of what plant they're in. Right. Yeah, that's the big.
3: That's the big differentiator. If you're getting an edible that's made with distillate, it's probably likely mm-hmm. not going to be detected.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. If you if you have a distillate made edible, yeah, there's not there's no terps in there. Yeah. You're, you're going to be totally fine. But I wonder if they, if a vape pen would uh if they if they would get set off by some depends.
3: Of that. I mean, if we're talking about like a live rosin,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, well, the, especially well, these well, the most of these discipline pens that use these cannabis-derived terps,
5: mm-hmm.
1: but isn't isn't that allegedly how Britney Griner got popped by the drug dog in Russia?
5: A what? That they mm-hmm. smelled it?
1: it? I don't. I don't think that's how that happened.
5: No, they made her open the envelope. Yeah,
1: right? they made her. I I think I don't think that they they. I don't think. Yeah, I, I thought it was that first flag by the dog, and then they uh, they made her open all of her bags. I don't know. I I don't. I don't. I'm not buying that one. I'm betting that they saw those cartridges through the X-ray machine, and then they wanted mm-hmm. it, wanted a deeper deeper delve. Yeah, that's my guess. I'm not. I'm not buying that the drug dog smelled this, especially when it was Delta Eight. Interesting.
2: Well, I mean, it just goes back to your 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 help comment. Like, like what if it's a Delta Eight vape? Can you bring that on
1: a Carnival cruise? You technically you should be no. Yes, but no, but. Yes, but no. You know what I mean. International law is very, very, very different than. than but
5: I don't. Law. I don't think you're. This is not international law. I mean, is because you're selling on law. a. You're, in, hold, you're on. In the maritime, hold on. You're hold on. Hold on. Let me speak.
1: <laughs> Go for it, please, Gretchen.
5: because you're coming out of U.S. ports. of call doesn't matter, and you're easy killer. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jason is not a killer, but don't
5: push him. <laughs> I be, it, it just seemed because of what I could have sworn in Rico's article was saying that this had to do with U.S. law.
2: Yeah, they they, they deal with federal. They follow federal law.
5: They weren't they weren't quoting international treaties here, Jason. I understand no. you're in international right. waters, yada yada yada. However, you understand that. because oh. you're on Makes a sense. U.S. ship, you're coming out of U.S. ports, you're following U.S. rules.
1: I don't, I'm not buying, I'm not buying that. When
5: it comes to drugs,
1: they don't enforce, they don't enforce U.S. law when you're, all right, fine. Right.
5: I'm so glad you went to law school, Jason. I right. did. Let's talk about
1: this. I did. More. I did. Mm-hmm. I, took, I took Dale's class online on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's
4: right. I we're will bring put Jason a, in a record class. On the, yeah. Jason, yeah. Jason the Beck defense. Jason said PhD. we could do it. So here we are. Here he is on the stand. We get away I, with it, right?
1: I, I would come and testify for someone for, for that 100% all day, but we got to go to a commercial and we're going to be right back. Yeah Oh yeah, you know what time it is. That's right. It's Tuesday over here at Green Street and we got Smoky Vanilla with us in the building, so that's, that's right. Out. It is time to stretch and smoke. We just got done smoking, now we're gonna stretch it out and then we're gonna smoke again. Let's go, I'm smoky vanilla with my background in kinesiology and bodywork massage and assisted
2: stretching. You gotta come check it out, baby. Check me out on IG, it's Smokey
1: Vanilla one Stretch and Smoke. Twitter, Smokey Vanilla. Social Club, uh, Stretch and Smoke. We're also on Sports Recovery by Dan and Jam. If you want to feel as good as I look, then make sure that you get a Stretch and Smoke in with Smokey Vanilla.
0: Yeet!
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> up next <laughs> up next he's the industry's longest continuously operating retailer known for smoking the best weed in the world and he also has an international certificate in consuming on international waters from the university of dale shaver.com <laughs> jason's back <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, Rico. Good morning, you guys. And, you know, just kind of talking about this whole drug testing scenario thing, I have some actually some good news in regards to drug testing because the state of Michigan, that's right, all those Michiganders out there, they're considering dropping pre-employment marijuana drug testing for state Jobs. That's right. Not Steve Jobs, but state jobs. The state of Michigan is considering dropping pre-employment drug testing requirements for marijuana. Currently qualified employees who fail a drug test for marijuana are then barred from applying for another state job for three years. In May, the Michigan Civil Service Commission proposed a rule change that would drop pre-employment drug testing for marijuana. There are exceptions for certain designated jobs like state police troopers and drivers of commercial vehicles. In a quote, they say, if approved, they would not impact current testing policies applicable to test designated positions or those applicable to employees. Nor would they change current prohibitions on an employee's use of drugs while on duty or reporting for or being on duty with a prohibited level of drugs present in an employee's bodily fluids, the commission said in a statement. According to Quest Diagnostics, a national lab company, marijuana use among U.S. workers reached historic heights last year. They analyzed over 6 million general workforce urine analysis tests and found that 4.3% tested positive for marijuana, and that's up from 3.9% in 2021. That represents the highest number of marijuana positive test results ever recorded by Quest Diagnostics since they started analyzing the data back in 1988. Comments on the proposed amendments may be emailed to mcsc-oc O G C at M I gov or sent to the office of general counsel, Michigan civil service, <laughs> box three Oh Oh two Lansing, Michigan four, eight nine Oh nine comments must be received by June 23rd, 2023. And commissioners, commissioners decline to be interviewed for this story because they do not want to influence the public comment. The commission will review the public feedback at their July 12th meeting. And adult use cannabis use for adults 21 and older has been legal in Michigan since 2018, and marijuana is still illegal on a federal level and is still classified as a Schedule one controlled substance. But everybody knows that. And this is Jason Beck reporting for the high at nine news. What y'all think about this the state is magnificent. Yeah. They took this a is great news,
3: Right. California just implemented something similar. Um, I think it, it becomes effective in the beginning of January of next year, where uh, California employers aren't supposed to be testing for cannabis. Um mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see that states are taking this seriously because this is it's a human, human rights issue. You shouldn't be prevented from employment just because you're using cannabis.
1: Agreed. Period. Totally, totally agree.
4: What are they testing for when they test, though? See that? That's the muddy waters you run into because THCA is not psychoactive. Um, so I don't know what they're testing and looking for that or the metabolites of that. And the metabolites from the psychoactive brands, They don't always tell you when you last used. So Mm -hmm. the question is if I'm working someplace and I don't really have to use my brain for a lot of things and I smoked weed last night, should that be their job right there, Dale? What's that?
1: I said, that sounds like a government job right there.
4: Well, I know you're a supervisor. (laughs) That's how you get to a government job. But (laughs) this is all mixed up in how just stupid and unobjective the entire issue around cannabis and what you're testing for. If someone's drinking, you can test for alcohol in their system if someone has smoked you can't tell when they last did it took an edible so it's so muddy that it's just people who are hysterical trying to get in the middle of this that there's no objective metrics that you can use to weed out someone who might be a potential employee and in, in final analysis who gives a shit you know
3: yeah uh, Nick just put in the comments here that Sheriff D- uh, Donnie Youngblood out of Kern County, which is, um, I believe, Bakersfield here yep. in California,
4: um, yes. said that yeah. he will
3: not enforce this because, quote, employers need to know if they are hiring drug addicts. Well, yeah. if you come up <laughs> Kern County, you're about to get sued.
1: Yeah, I don't think he really has a choice in, in whether or yeah. not with that. But I,
2: no, but no, because sheriffs, if he's an elected sheriff, they answer to the Constitution. They do not answer to the state. That was a big deal with the uh, the mask mandates oh, because a bunch of sheriffs that's right. uh, were saying they are not going to do that. And
1: constitutionally, yep. they listen to the
2: Constitution. Yeah, we had
1: an amazing sheriff in L.A. that was totally against that.
2: That's right. Yeah, that. He's riding around, riding around South Central like a slave catcher with, uh, with uh, cowboy hats oh, on and AKs Lord, trying to intimidate Jesus, people. stop it. Facts.
3: I hear lawyers drawing up lawsuit paperwork right now.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it would have been better that the sheriff kept his mouth shut. and We all thought he was an idiot rather than speak his mind. And now we're for sure he's an idiot. Drug, can, cannabis and drug addiction do not go together. Just fucking nope. stop it. Yes. That's that mindset. Oh, if you smoke weed. You're a moral degenerate, mm-hmm. but I can drink and do all kinds of stupid shit all day long. And I'm OK. It's nonsense.
1: Nick, Nick actually shared, too, that uh, apparently the sheriff's son has been arrested multiple times for cocaine. Yeah <laughs> sounds, sounds like he's uh, uh, like, like he signed up for the Hunter Biden uh Hunter Biden. Biden like on it was a lot like Joe Biden. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The
2: and
4: irony. The hypocrisy too, mm-hmm. Mandy. Is, it, is this
1: yeah. the sheriff of Democrat? So thick. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: So thick.
1: Uh, you have any thoughts on this, Gretchen? No? You're on Nothing mute. from Gretchen. You're on mute, Gretchen.
5: I know I'm on mute. All yeah, right. Okay. I think it's a good thing for the state. I mean, to work on their hypocrisy, if it's legal in Michigan, then it should be legal for their workers. So they need to be going that route.
2: Well, what about these sheriffs? So what, what if a the sheriff comes in and intervenes here and the sheriff has more power than the governor, uh, arguably, in, uh, in certain states? What if the sheriff intervenes? What are your thoughts on I that? I think
5: that's creative interpretation of the law. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tony, that's going to be a great show. Trial and error. You
5: know what would be really
3: funny to see is the retirement party for guys like these, right? And if we had just like a reel of all the ridiculous quotes that they said over the course of their career and then how it transitioned on this particular topic, it would be so fun to watch. Would, I
1: think we should make it more like a roast, Mandy. I'm in. Yes, I think that would be better. That's, that's, how, that's how they would be able to retire is once they were able to get roasted by the general public. Mm -hmm. Some of these sheriffs, man, they're so (laughs) thin-skinned. Big talks. Very interesting. Dr. Felicia Dawson just threw in the chat. She says, it depends on what state you live in. Georgia just passed a law that can remove duly elected district attorneys if they don't enforce the laws on the books. Now, that's different from the sheriff. But the district attorney is the chief law enforcement officer for any, uh, any, any county in any U.S. jurisdiction. So...
2: And then, and then we have the story that I covered in New Jersey a few weeks back where this, uh, I think it's the, the city of Jer- Jersey City is saying that cops can be removed from the job, even though the governor made it so um, cops can smoke or they can't consume off duty. If uh, Jersey City cops are caught uh, with THC in their system because they have to uh, buy their own firearms, uh, they're breaking federal law.
4: <laughs> Here it goes. Muddy the water all up. There's something else we can charge you with when you just want to smoke a blunt on the weekend. It's
1: just crazy, 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 crazy. You can
2: drink all you want. You can drink. Just drink drink yourself into a blunt. Yeah,
1: we're going to keep it moving. We're going to go right on in to the feisty, redheaded conservative that loves to tell pot love and lives all about themselves. She often tries to tell me about herself, but that's when she's actually wrong. She loves to dress up her dogs in crazy outfits, and she's the founder of Panoptic Strategies and our very own Washington Insider. Oh, yeah, it's Gretchen
5: Gailey. Jason Beck, you know I'm always right. I don't know why you fight it. (laughs) Uh, The headline for me today is coming from Marijuana Moment, and this story is about your boyfriend, uh, Jason Beck. A congressional committee blocks GOP-led marijuana legalization and fentanyl contamination amendments from floor votes. A key House committee has blocked amendments to legalize marijuana and carry out a federal study into the prevalence of fentanyl-tainted cannabis from receiving floor votes. The proposals proposals were both filed by Republican lawmakers who sought to attach them to a broader bill to ramp up criminalization of the opioid that also contains provisions to generally streamline research into Schedule I drugs. Ahead of Monday's House Rules Committee hearing on the Halt All Legal, Lethal Trafficking of Fentanyl Act, Representative Matt Gates proposed an amendment seeking to federally schedule <laughs> marijuana. A separate proposal from Representative Vern Buchanan would have required the Government Accountability Office to carry out a study into cannabis tainted with fentanyl, an issue that many advocates say has received outsized media attention following a number of law enforcement claims that later turned out to be dubious following testing. Neither amendment was made in order by the committee, meaning they will not receive floor consideration. The panel also rejected a proposed amendment from Representative Nicole Maliotakis to prohibit federal funds from going to public or private entities that operate safe drug consumption facilities. In the end, the Rules Committee only advanced three of 88 proposed amendments to the broader fentanyl bill. So it appears that GOP leadership was generally reluctant to further revise the legislation which cleared the Energy and Commerce Committee in March and is expected to be on the House floor later this week. The bill lays out penalties for fentanyl-related offenses and updated requirements for researchers interested in studying any Schedule I drug under the Controlled Substance Act. Advocates who oppose the war on drugs are opposed to the legislation given that its main thrust is permanently placing fentanyl and its analogs in the most strict schedule and enhancing penalties for activities related to the opioid substances. However, there are other provisions of the HALT Fentanyl Act that aim to expedite restrictions, I'm um, sorry, ha- expedite registrations for studies into Schedule I drugs and allow for limited manufacturing by researchers could address some concerns surrounding how the strict classification of marijuana, psychedelics, and other substances has impeded science. Some of the research provisions of the bill are similar to those contained in a marijuana-focused measure that President Joe Biden signed into law last year giving the U.S. Attorney General 60 days to either approve a given application or request sublim- supplemental information from a prospective research applicant. It also creates a more efficient pathway for researchers who request larger quantities of cannabis. The White House issued a statement of administration policy on money, expressing support for the legislation, calling on Congress to pass all of these critical measures to improve public safety and save lives. Under the bill, a research applicant who is actively registered with the DEA to study Schedule 1 and 2 drugs would need to have their request assessed within 30 days of sending a notice to the Justice Department. A non-registered applicant would have to have their submission considered within 45 days of sending the notice. The measure also states that research that's being conducted or funded by federal agencies like the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services would qualify for expedited processing. Further, the bill says that duplicative registrations would no longer be required for all researchers involved in an approved study of a Schedule I substance if they're all a part of the same registration research institution. The legislation goes on to say that a person who is registered to perform research on a controlled substance may perform manufacturing activities with small quantities of the substance without being required to obtain a manufacturing registration. If such activities are performed for the purpose of the research and if the activities and the quantities of the substance involved in those activities. Um, I don't know that much about the HALT Fentanyl Act, um, but if it does open up uh, restrictions for researchers and helps expedite the process of the registration, um, I would say that's a good thing. Uh, My main takeaway from the story is that when the idea of descheduling cannabis came up, they said, absolutely not. We are not putting this forward. Uh, and that is why I say to many of you who think legalization is coming soon, to hold your horses. Congress is not ready to care about drugs. This is Gretchen for Hyatt 9 News.
4: Gretchen,
1: do we know what the vote count was on this?
5: No.
2: So there's a
1: Republican I mean, you can find it blocked. out. I don't oh, know. It's the Democrats, bro. Stop it. The Democrats oh, okay. the majority.
5: Uh, probably was. <laughs> I mean, when it goes down committee rules, usually these votes are pretty much down the. Exactly. Down
1: the line. Party line. And it was introduced by Republicans who want to champion freedom for cannabis, but then blocked by the Democrats that want to just pander to voters by placating to them. Oh, yeah, we're going to legalize cannabis. But then when they have control, they do absolutely nothing.
2: Isn't that what Republicans do as well? And they just uh, have infighting anyways. No. But um I am um, against... Them saying that they want to um, spend tax dollars researching the quote unquote prevalence of fentanyl laced
1: marijuana. Well, That'll like actually be a good thing, Rico, because prevalence. because because it'll be probably the least amount of money that the government spends because it's not a real thing. That's some bullshit. Because I don't Republicans waste will spend the time and, and the money. I'm
5: with Rico on this. I think that I think it's a dumb bill, I, a dumb I, I, amendment. I
1: agree, I agree that you guys aren't understanding what I'm saying. My point is is that lacing. Cannabis with fentanyl is not a real Thing and therefore any money that they Spend on it would be a very very slim Portion because the problem doesn't exist It's bullshit they just Spent how much money investigating eric Swalwell and
2: um Swalwell just to have Be
1: investigated
2: money. Yeah they investigate him and they just dropped The whole damn thing because they didn't uh, find Oh nothing. that's because they of Joe Biden
1: Stop it
5: Jason They're gonna waste well, a ton of money on an amendment That is not needed i mean why would they waste their time it's not the problem is
4: the administrative rat race they built here okay this this has been going on since 1970 when they put marijuana in schedule one until we study it and then if we're looking at something that's bad about marijuana you got money they delivered it by uber that afternoon you get your you can have anything you want all the weeds you want registration blah 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 if you're looking for what's bad about it trying to look for something that's good about it hang on hang on we what about the children you know it's like stop mm-hmm. it this is the administrative nonsense going on and it's a it's a nice way to just dodge having to do any damn thing about this at all my story is going to yes. touch upon this too it is a it is a are we are we going to be thrown off it's like if i say clusterfuck it's a clusterfuck from every angle you can imagine here
1: yeah we're not the- they're not going to
4: change oh, and, and the the whether it's a D or an R, they can easily duck behind something like this. Oh, it's bad. Let's go do something about it. No, it's not. We've got five thousand years of recorded evidence about how bad marijuana is, and it's just, it's not there. But let's let's keep looking, you know, for something bad. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would
2: like to, I would like them to spend some some of that money, some of our hard-earned tax dollars, investigating their sources of all of this bullshit that they're putting forward. Like their mama told. The, the, the pro- no, I, I invest in Google, yeah. <laughs> the Google search, chat, invest, invest in using that to find out who these sources are telling you that is a prevalence. There's a prevalence of uh, fentanyl laced marijuana. Yeah, right that's
1: total that's fake yeah. news, but we got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. <laughs>
2: Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com.
1: Oh, yes. Make sure that you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you have not already. And make sure you head over to our website, www.hiat9news.com. Make sure you check out our merchandise, just like a number of you already have. I know Ingrid and, uh, and Leah are going to be linking up in the next couple weeks and going to be doing a bathing suit fashion shoot with their bathing suits and we're going to post those on our social media so you can check those out also make sure you sign up for our newsletter and when you do sign up for our newsletter on our website you will get a confirmation email and you must hit that confirmation button in order to be subscribed to our newsletter it may show up in your junk box or in your spam box so make sure you take a deep look for that and last but not least if you really want us to pay attention to your comments in the chat make sure you make them a super chat because otherwise they're just comments control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the DAB. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated.
2: He's a uh, he's a 35 year practicing attorney with 23 years in California cannabis. Now, founding partner at Armada Law Corp, and is hosting a masterclass and pissing up a rope this weekend on his OnlyFans for the free to the first 10 subscribers. So make sure y'all check that out. Up next is Dale Schaefer.
4: Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, my story comes out of Law 360, and the headline is the DEA is wrong to fire an agent for marijuana test a federal circuit was told. And as I was reading this, I must admit, I had a schadenfreude moment as I was chuckling to myself that one of their own got caught up in their own bullshit here. Uh, It seems that there was a DE agent who over the course of his career, which was 15, 20 years, had hurt himself quite a few times and he was in pain. So he burned his stomach out with non-steroidals. And in in 2018, when the hemp bill passed and um, CBD oil became legal, so said, I'm going to try CBD oil for my pain. Well, it turns out he pissed positive for THC. And then the battle began uh, because he was eventually fired for having THC in his system, even though the THC came from a legal hemp product. And this is where the DEA did not have anything other than their rigid rules to apply. This guy, he pissed dirty. He took his samples in. He admitted, I've been using CBD oil, and he gave them the samples he'd used. They tested them all. One of them was a vape pen had zero THC. The other two were some sort of uh, liquid that you put into your your system, and one of them had zero point three five percent THC. Now, if you've never taken you know advanced math or something, you understand between zero and one, there's a whole bunch of math here. So hemp has been defined as THC levels 0.3 percent. Or less, okay. But the DEA's position was, oh, hang on, THC is is illegal marijuana, okay. And this is where they get inconsistent because marijuana is not defined anywhere. Because when they uh, first used that term, no one knew what THC was. If you smoked it and you got high, it was THC. It was marijuana. You smoked it and you got a headache. It was him. Okay. By the time we get to the 1970 Act. We can actually quantify how much is in there. And hemp then began to be defined as 0.3% THC. The DEA's position is that if you use a lawful product that's from CBD, I mean, it's from hemp with CBD in it, and that THC gets in your system, that you are using marijuana. That was the position they took. And then when it came to that one product that had 0.35%, there was a margin error in their 0.08 percent so you're looking at this go this one of the officers decided we're going to cut that margin in half so that you can never be below 0.3 percent and use that as evidence that you were using illegal marijuana so when you take a look at this thing this guy appealed to the um, administrative body that oversees DEA agents in their retirement and things like that and they basically just kick the crap out of him no you're you're using marijuana because thca and metabolites are in your system and he had i think 19 nanograms another one he had you know some between 10 and 15 nanograms and i'm remembering back when they were trying to prosecute people for having five nanograms per milliliter in their system and being presumed to be under the influence this guy who claims i'm only taking cbd oil and I've got 19 nanograms in my system, it just, it points to the hypocrisy about all of the trying to criminalize the use of this plant. So what I've got here is an example of what happens when you fall into the administrative system, and we talked about this a minute ago, is that the administrative system does not allow you to change any of these scheduling because the DEA controls that, And even if you get to court, the only thing they're going to do is go, okay, we're going to tell the DEA to let you go to the next phase of your study here. What this guy did is he lost all the way through the system. And now he gets to go to court to ask, can you overturn what the administrative agency did and send me back into it to see if they'll do any better for me? So this points out problems with employees uh, being tested uh, for cannabis and what that means. The actual administrative problems we run into with marijuana and cannabis and what all that means. What hemp means is hemp actually legal legal if you can use it and then still test positive for THC and be fired for illegal use of a drug. So that's that's the beginning of some long discussions here. I'll throw it back at you all. What do you think about this?
1: I mean, Dale. They're DEA. These, these guys are, these guys are, are okay. tripping right now. Yep. They need to eat some cooking. Yes, exactly. They, they, these guys are super, super tripping.
4: Well, but what happens, and, and I've had friends who have tried to get the federal courts to do this. I know friends of mine who have testified in these cases is that you want the court to recognize putting it in Schedule 1 is absolute nonsense, not objectively verifiable by science. You never get to ask that question. So you're not going to get to ask Well, is it appropriate to call this hemp or marijuana? You don't get to ask that. What are the metrics that we're gonna use to apply to what you can have in your system? You're not gonna get to ask that. What you're gonna get to ask is, was there substantial evidence for them to fire him? Did they apply the law correctly? And then they'll send it back to the administrative agency. You don't get to get the courts to step in and go, this is crap, stop it, this makes no sense, it's not objective, it's not scientific, and stop all this. So, yeah, it's, yeah, this is going to continue to be a problem because inside the beltway, the tax people make a lot of money off this. The mm-hmm. DEA makes a lot of money off this. Why would they want to stop this when it's their gravy train?
1: Exactly. Yeah, they definitely don't want to stop their gravy train. And this has definitely been their gravy train for, for, for decades. And so they definitely don't want that to stop in any way whatsoever. We should, should abolish the DEA.
4: Well, we've been arguing for that for a long time. And this is not the, like the FBI, the DEA, and I have a particular chubby on for these guys because they did some stuff to me that was not funny. I lost my sense of humor a long time ago. But they're rigid thinkers, and, you know, don't ask them to get outside their Freddie Flintstone mentality about drugs. They're all bad. You're going to be an addict. No, 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 no. Just stop. Stay out of this. But mm-hmm. We've got that system in, our, in place right now. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. They do. They definitely have a system in place right now. Too bad the system isn't working.
4: Not designed to work. Addict, it's a control system. A it's not designed to work. It's not designed to work.
1: It's working as it should. Well, <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> it's 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 working by design. You're saying is that is that, is that what you're saying, Rico? Um, intelligent
2: design. Mm. Yes. You have
1: any, you have any thoughts on this, Gretchen or Mandy? Nope.
5: No. <laughs> Hold on, Gretchen, Gretchen
1: has been like a silent silent voice today.
5: I'm leaving this up to the attorney who knows what he's talking about.
1: You're yeah, gonna leave this. Well, up. there's
4: a leap of faith. Don't do that now. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> questions all about that. I'm a board
4: sort of- <laughs> <laughs> <them to> remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am telling you, man. We need a legal law show called Trial and Error. I'm telling you, that would that would be.
3: I think that's what's coming next. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, we, should, yeah, uh, yeah. we should
2: get uh, Dan. We should get Dan uh, uh, to sponsor it called Trial and hair.
5: Yeah.
4: Make it, <laughs> make it or fuck around and find out. There you go.
5: Dale, do you think this could be helpful as precedent for moving other drug legislation forward?
4: Well, I, I think it could be. If we could get a court to actually um, ask an appropriate question that we sent it back down to this administrative <laughs> agency. And I mean, what, what's mind-blowing to me is this mm-hmm. meth this, um, this drug to, to cause abortion. A district court judge went clear back to when it was put into the schedule and where it was and took it out. But we could never get a court to go, hang on, why should marijuana be in schedule one? There's no scientific evidence. So perhaps we can crack some of this open, but I'm not hopeful because it'll go right back to the administrative agency that's got their head up their ass and going to come back with the same exact thing we have right now.
1: I think I think we have Dr. Felicia in the clubhouse audience. I think she has something possibly to say on this. Dr. Felicia, are you with us?
0: Yeah. Greetings, everybody. Can you hear me okay? Because the volume is loud, low on the clubhouse. Loud and okay, clear. Okay, great. I just wanted to tell everyone, if you work for a, a company that tests for THC, if you take a hemp product, even if it's 0.3% THC, you you could still test positive there was a research study where they were only using 0.2% cbd and the people still tested positive for tac so you you can only do a cbd isolate to to be on the safe side if you work for someone who drug screens so i just want to caution everybody. that is about very that.
1: very true that is very true there's a number of people that have been purchasing uh, hemp based uh, products from like local convenience stores and have uh, all tested positive and a lot of them have lost their jobs because of that.
3: Yeah, and had no idea. Yep. what they were getting into.
1: Yeah. No
4: mm-hmm. idea was in them. When, uh, where THC is fat soluble. And when I was looking at the numbers from this agent, if he really was using uh, hemp products where there was that low amount of THC, either he was storing it in his fat and putting out it in higher numbers than you would expect. Or this guy was really, you know, kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, cheating a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned about that. But there really aren't good standards to understand how the body clears these metabolites from cannabis. It, it's, it's still not written down in, in um, enough granite to be able to have experts come in and testify what this means. With alcohol, you know how you clear it. You got so much in. You test it. when When's your last drink? You can go back and do those metrics. You simply cannot do it with cannabis because you get metabolites that go through the liver at different rates, they store in the fat, then they come out at different rates. It, it yeah. really just needs to stop being a question. Okay. Do, you know, if someone's if you think someone's under the influence um, do a sobriety test on them, you yeah. know, the, the testing of the blood and, in, in, in saliva and things like that in urine, it's, it doesn't tell you anything.
1: It's um, Dr. Felicia, are you still with us? Yes. Okay, so um, Mark, uh, Mark Scalione in, in, our, in, in our chat on the YouTube, he's saying that CBD potentially can convert into THC in the acidity of the gut. Are you familiar with this, and have you, have you witnessed this at all?
0: I think there was one study that said that, but um, other studies stated it's not possible in the body for CBD to be converted to THC, only in the lab uh, with acid. Uh, can CBD be converted to TAC it doesn't happen in the human body. Hmm.
4: Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, there there are um, chemical there's chemical equipment that can do it. With mm-hmm. temperature, pressure and different acids and things like that. And it can be done. So if but you push hard enough. So if you in push lab.
1: if you push hard, lab. hard enough on you your, your stomach can you do it?
4: No, 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 no. it, it requires high atmospheric pressures, temperatures you can't have in the body. So even though it's theoretically possible, it it's difficult to imagine that happening at all. And it would be in microscopic amounts of it all. The liver is what you look at because the liver converts all these all these molecules to something else. It's a liver's job. So what comes out of the liver, what you have to study and try to backtrack and see what was it before it got into the liver. Mm -hmm. And that's where it turns into, you know, it should be something to study in college. It should not lose you your job or put you in jail.
3: You know, something else to take into consideration is those who are currently out on federal probation and maybe picking up CBD products at convenience stores because there is the general assumption and then they go back home they use these products that they've are told are safe and contain no THC and then they test positive on one of mm-hmm. their probation drug tests that could send them back they to could. prison.
4: It could, especially the logic here. And after all this happened, the DEA went back and put up posters and warnings everywhere. If you use CBD products, you could be tested positive for THC or an illegal drug and lose your job. They did it after the fact. And that is a potential problem, Mandy, because they consider THC to be illegal marijuana when it, it's never been defined. I mean, no one has ever defined marijuana. What does that term mean? It's just mm-hmm. nonsense.
2: It means the opposite of freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be yeah. right back.
1: We're
3: right there, yeah.
1: How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh yeah, coming up next, it's Carmen Sacramento, who loves to show the world how being a cannabis executive, a mom, and an edibles edibles judge in the Emerald Cup all can go hand in hand and live a productive lifestyle. That's right, is none other than the Mandy Tingler. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Today's article is kind of on the fun side and an interesting approach that we're seeing to educating law enforcement about the effects of cannabis. The headline reads, with recreational cannabis eminent Marylanders try to draw a line between consumption and impairment says to help the state's law enforcement and businesses prepare for the imminent legalization of recreational cannabis, volunteers smoked marijuana Wednesday afternoon as a part of a multi-agency training program in Windsor Mill. Talk about a fun day on the job, I guess, right? Uh, Baltimore County Police and the Chesapeake Region Safety Council hosted the Green Lab, where medical cannabis patients got high, to give officers and workplace safety professionals firsthand experience determining the line between safe consumption and impairment. The council has held 17 similar events in Maryland since 2019, says Debbie Jennings, the organization's director of highway safety programs. At Wednesday's program, participants were offered Uber rides and asked to consume enough marijuana to become impaired before participating in the practice field sobriety tests by law enforcement. Most of the cops have no idea about cannabis. That's extremely evident. There is an undertone of judgment for sure, said volunteer Mac Dawson, who was attending his fourth Green Lab. Dawson said he smoked three one gram joints before walking in a straight line balancing and touching his nose with a fingertip for his field test. But when you're around police, especially as a person of color, there are nerves, Dawson said. This is one test I've always failed. You're supposed to put your fingertip to the tip of your nose instead of laying your finger on your nose. That is a slight nuance that could allow them to say, oh, this person failed the test. In an email to Sun Baltimore County Police Sergeant Tom Morehouse, who supervises traffic training, Said the, uh, said the eye, balance and walking field tests are the same for alcohol or any drug test. All of the balance tests have their own specific clues that would indicate impairment to the officer, Morehouse said in that email. Jennings said 25 private companies and 16 Maryland law enforcement agencies attended the event Wednesday. Medical patients spoke about marijuana, bre- marijuana breaking a stigma and, and treating it as unserious medicine. There's a difference between use and impairment, Rita Lynn Lawrence said. The smell doesn't necessarily mean something is wrong or that somebody is doing something harmful. For me, the medical benefits for spastic muscles, muscle atrophy, physical function, and depression because of all of these have been life-changing. Lawrence said she was one of the first patients in the state medical medical marijuana program. She launched that was launched in 2017 before finding her regimen of edible cannabis to treat her muscular dystrophy. Lawrence said she turned to alcohol at the training program on Wednesday. Morehouse explained that there is no breathalyzer for marijuana consumption and that the same dose can have vastly different impacts on various on different people. So the determination of impairment falls on the officer's evaluation instead of blood alcohol level. People may feel when it it becomes legal on July 1st that that means I can smoke and drive on July 1st, and that's not true. You cannot drive when you're impaired by it, Morehouse said. However, we recognize the difference between therapeutic doses and impairment. It boils down to that evaluation that officer does evaluating the indicators of use and indicators of impairment. Law enforcement officers with extensive experience and nine days of classroom training are certified drug recognition experts. More house now, and that currently and that currently Maryland has 189 drug recognition experts in 33 separate agencies, a little over one percent of its 16,000 officers. Jennings said that at the next Green Lab event on June 20th, law enforcement officers and construction managers will be piloting new technology for sobriety tests to determine cannabis impairment, including an app with a cognitive test to determine a user's impairment, an eye test, and an oral swab that detects cannabis use within the past three hours. According to a study by the Journal of Alcohol and Drugs, focused on data from 2009 to 2019, states that legalized marijuana and opened a retail market saw a 5.8% increase in injury crash rates and a 4.1% injury increase in fatal crash rates. According to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, alcohol-impaired drivers accounted for 30% of all traffic-related deaths in the United States in 2020, a 14.3 percent increase from 2019. Now, you guys, this is a lot. There's a lot in this little article to talk about and pick apart. And um, I'm personally really interested about becoming an expert on this and not nine. <laughs> That's really interested to me. But tell me what you think. This is Mandy. Happy Wednesday. Hi at nine.
4: Well, I, I've actually been in a courtroom where the question of whether you were impaired under marijuana was an issue for the court. And it's laughable to people that come in to try and claim that they're a cannabis or a drug recognition expert. And they can tell you when you're impaired under cannabis. <clears throat> it's still it's, it's like walking in a room with a, that's dark and trying to find where the other door is. It, it's nonsense. But the downside's very bad because if you, if you get a, on your record, then a lot of bad things happen to you. And I don't encourage anybody to drive when they're impaired. Uh, The problem is you can't tell um, when somebody used um, by any kind of a drug test. It just can't be done. And even if you could, how do you know that they're not um, legally able to be on the road operating a vehicle at some particular level? You can't do it by a test. You've got to go out and watch them. You film these field sobriety tests. Lateral gaze and stagmus in your eye doesn't tell you shit. Watch them walk straight lines, touch their nose, ask questions. can they reason and think? and then let a jury decide. But the rest of this is crap mindy i i'd help I'd help you learn, Mandy, how to be a drug recognition expert for this. I just don't know what all the criteria is i you I broken weed and driving. is that it
1: i just, I know this much that if I was an attorney, okay representing someone and they called up an expert, a DEI expert, I'm going to make him look so bad on the stand. Yep. Okay. It ain't hard to do. Oh my God. he's Like the most incredible witness that a courtroom has ever seen in their life.
4: Yep. Well, and I, I think you remember that here in California, they wanted to make uh, five nanograms per milliliter, a presumed um, impaired like they did with alcohol, point oh eight. Yeah. And like, this DEA agent had nineteen nanograms, and he was taking a CBD product. So, come on, man, that doesn't mean anything.
1: Measurement. So yeah, the most stupid. ridiculous measurement I've, I've I've ever heard in my
3: life. Has anybody heard anything more about these three-hour swabs that they referenced?
2: Gretchen, this is your lane, right? You you're the a firm proponent of the field sobriety test, right?
5: I'm not a a proponent of it. I just know that they exist.
2: Well, we, said we, need, we need some kind of measuring service so that the, the feds can tell if well, you're no, sober not. Well, no, and the
5: feds not. don't want a sobriety test. They want a real test uh, mm. to be able to act. What's a real test? Like, a, like a, when you blow for, like, alcohol. Like a, like a breathalyzer. Actual, yeah, they want a scientific test to yeah. prove definitively um if there pseudo, is that, that does have Pseudoscience. to Pseudoscience. Does exist right well it has to exist but it, it should pseudo. exist
3: for every single kind of of drug out there not just right food. but those are blood well, tests that's have the, have the problem
1: with cannabis you can't use that is right.
5: not going to work for cannabis exactly aren't they working on like saliva tests doctor felicia
0: not how they are but how it works
5: what the amount of
0: cannabis in your blood does not correlate to impairment there. I think it's going to have to be some type of a virtual reality headset yep. that the person can put exactly. on and sit in their car and mm-hmm. not have a cop breathing over your neck and and see if you can do a driving simulation uh, as best you can uh, with cops on the premise or whatever. Um, it's not going to ever really correlate to what's in the blood. It's it's just not or in the saliva or in the mucosa of the mouth. It's, it's, it's about impairment.
1: Yep. Exactly. I totally agree with you on this, Dr. Felicia. You are Well, and as yeah. you know,
4: Felicia, there is no um, test that you can take that will show how it was put in your system. Um, if you smoke it, you're going to get around the hepatic portal system for a long time. If you take it as an edible, it goes through your liver. So the level of impairment is going to be different. And if you smoke it, you only get maybe an hour of effect before it drops off. Where if you eat it, it slowly gets brings on something that could last for hours. And so, taking a test and saying at this test level you are impaired—I I don't know how close we could even be to that right now, Felicia. I just don't know.
0: Still but a lot if of is about how are you behaving? How you know, Do you have control of your body and your reflexes? That's that's what impairment is about.
4: Yes. Well, but that that's a subjective test. We now can have a body camera. Or the camera on a car take a picture of you doing that sobriety test. If you're waving and can't walk straight, can't touch your nose, you can't respond appropriately, um, and you have all the objective evidence of being under the influence of something, that goes a long way. But that's a hard test to prove in court. Every cop wants a test that says, if you take the test, it's got this number, you're impaired. I don't have to do any more. You're going to jail. We are not even close to that type of a test right now.
0: Well, I, I agree. And we, we've covered a story on the show last summer where the, the cops who were trained in drug recognition were only correct 65% of the time, if I remember correctly. So they're not 100%, even when they're trained.
2: Well, we, yeah, we, 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 def, we definitely, you know, um, we believe in science here. And the only science that has been proven. Uh, to actually show um, if you're high or not is mom's period. Your mom always knows, <laughs> and your mom can tell when you're high. You
4: it, it, never it, met my, my mom, Rico. <laughs> <man. laughs> <The laughs> level of science
2: me. Around her mom. <laughs> but we are at the top of the hour. And thank you all for joining us for today's episode of High Nine News. You can always catch us weekdays, nine a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love getting their comments projected on the live big screen into the live audience members and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, mm-hmm. tuning in and giving us on the daily headlines of chaos to our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table our production team cloud media partners house of fuego the vortex the 91 club and all our sponsors helping us keep the lights on keeping our av struggles to a minimum and of course we cannot forget the lovely jaja simone holding things down over in clubhouse and to the haters i love you just keep on hating I'll keep on loving we just need to meet in the middle, and, uh, and you can pay for us to be a super fan or something like that. And we can take it straight to the bank, motherfuckers. And always, Kenneth L, the reason that we show up every day to read these headlines. Thank you, too. It has been Wednesday, May 24th show. You've all been blessed with today's top industry headlines. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. Mandy Tingler, you got the outro today. What we got? I'm just going to leave.
3: Just say no to field sobriety tests. <laughs>
2: unless it's a mom (laughs)